It is the most middling conference championship weekend in recent history. Um, if you are excited for conference championship weekend, congratulations to you. You are one of few. Um, it's fairly out of the ball family. Pierce is here. Myrna is here. Um, unfortunately, Blake Bortles is here too, along with, <laughs> along with Nick Foles, and still trying to figure out if he's trash or not, Case Keenum. Um, I have no words for the... <laughs> Actually, no, I do have words. It is the most appropriate set of quarterbacks to be in this conference championship game because you have trash, trash, uh, but still kind of trash in Case Keenum, and then Tom Brady. Yeah, possibly the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> so really, it's just appropriate how everything fell into place this year. It's just, uh, like somebody tweeted it. Yeah, definitely. For, uh, I was foreseeing watching Blake Bortles and Foles going into the like ch- championship weekend nod. If, <laughs> if, if the Super Bowl is a battle between Nick Foles and Blake Bortles, what's the worst Super Bowl quarterback battle since or, 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 or before that? Cause I'm trying to like go back in the Rolodex of, Super Bowls in my mind to find a more trash quarterback matchup, and I'm having a hard time. No, there was always, I'm sure there was always, like, some superstar, at least on one side, you know what I mean? I guess, like, if you want to throw out Ravens Niners, you can, but I wouldn't have called any of those quarterbacks trash at the time. Yeah, at the time. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Right. Like, I'm trying to go back to, like, the Brad Johnson Buccaneers, but Rich Gannon was MVP that year. Um, Yeah, that's, that's, it's really hard. We, we we said this on um on ball that ball a lot this past week. We got three of the four quarterbacks in this conference championship weekend might not be starting for that team week one. For sure, very likely. We know one won't for sure with Foles, depending on um on how Wentz progresses with the knee injury. He should be back. Yeah. Um, but if I'm Jacksonville, now that I see that. The ceiling is at least AFC Championship game. I'm getting Bortles the fuck out of here and getting a real quarterback next year. And with the Vikings, you have a quarterback conundrum because all three of their quarterbacks on the roster right now are free agents after the season. Case Keenum has to come back. There's no way that Minnesota can can just let him go into free agency and not, not at least try to bring him back. And they have to bring back Teddy. To me, they have to bring yeah. back Teddy um, and just let the both of them compete for the starting job. Whoever wins it, wins it. Um, and shit, they, they still got um, um, Sam Bradford, who apparently is eligible to play as of last week. So it's just it's the, the these conference championships is a microcosm of what this entire season has been, you know, with all of the conversation around you know, quarterbacks and who's worthy of starting for one team and who's worthy of not being a free agent. Um, you know, the questions surrounding the the Patriots and all their, do they have the firepower to get back? Um, all the talk all season of parity and all the new teams that are in it. You know, it all shaped up um, to, to, to bring us this weekend that's coming up. I don't know if I'm excited for it. I don't know if I will... <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I'll watch as intently as I watch this weekend, but it's nothing short of interesting. Well, you have, think about it, you have, uh, what, Tom Brady, who has, what, five Super Bowls, is it? 
That is correct. Five goals. And you have three teams that have none. The whole team. Like, that team has never won a Super Bowl in their life. Yeah, no. Patriots, like, are, Patriots are going for number six. Um, and if any of the other three win it, they're, they'll be going for their first Super Bowl. Like, that's incredible to me. Like, because I remember you, me, and Jordan at the beginning of the year talking about parody. And if this isn't finally something that, like, wow, it's about freaking time that we have something that we're like, whoa, like, these people are here? What? I mean, like, we've <laughs> always had parody. It's just not to this extent. Jacksonville was 3-13 and 13 last year. You know, and you know now they're conference champs and in the NFC AFC Championship game. Um, I think both the Eagles and the Vikings were seven and nine, and they're they those are like two of the the prime teams that they'll get in the playoffs one year. They'll be you know hover around eight or five hundred the next. Like they the, both of those teams are have have tendencies for that. So to see both of them now make it to the conference title game. And both of those teams do have histories of blowing games. But let's go back and take a look at this past week of divisional games. Um, do you want to start with the most intriguing game of this past week, or do you want to just start from Saturday and go on through? Let's just go. Let's just start with Saturday. Okay, let's start with uh, the Eagles and the Falcons. Um, oh, my God. Uh, Georgia sports Georgia's again. It has to be not only the worst year to be a fan of Georgia sports, that had to be the worst week. Because I don't think that a single person believed that Alabama wasn't going to come back and win that game. Even Georgia fans, I think even even Georgia fans had a layer of, oh, this is going to happen again. I don't, even like Falcons fans, like true diehard Falcons fans were telling me like, dude, I'm not paying any lick of attention to this game because they already knew what was going to happen. Um, it's just, you know, how is it going to happen? You know the True. inevitable Falcons, Atlanta, Georgia football collapse is going to come. It's just in what manner. And to go on the road to Philadelphia, which, I mean, by the way, Philly fans are awesome. The defense were awesome. So I understand what that offense had to go up against. But Nick Foles outscored you 15-10, to 10, bro. Right. That is not supposed to happen when you're the reigning MVP of the league and when you're arguably, quote-unquote, the best receiver in the league. Getting Barely barely getting up to let balls go right through your hands, Julio oh. Jones. Nah, I don't want to hear one more ever conversation about Dez dropped it ever again from a Falcons fan. <laughs> ever. Ever. After that, he honestly, Julio really should have caught that. That's oh, a, oh, he, he definitely should have caught that. I'm upset with with Julio for not catching that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like we, we talked about it early. You know, these these go up and get it guagi type of players. And Julio Jones is one of the first people that came off the off the top of the dome because he's six foot four. And he's just such a monster on the ball that he can go up high point and come down with it. The problem is he doesn't do it in the end zone. Half of that is because Sarkeesian doesn't give him the ball in the end zone. The other half is I don't think Julio Jones has the 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 how do I say this the intestinal fortitude. Actually, no, 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 I got a better one. He doesn't have the testicular fortitude to go up and go get that ball. And that was that was just a poor attempt at it because he could have came back. He could have came down with that. He really could have. He easily could have came down with that. Um, but I think we have to give credit where credit is due. After the first, let's say, quarter of that game, Nick Foles really settled down. 
and he looked like a quarterback that's capable of leading his team to the Super Bowl. It, it definitely could happen now. Like, there's, there's <laughs> I really thought that I wanted Saints versus Eagles because I think Saints could beat them more handily than Vikes, but yeah, I mean, well, I think yeah. we all wanted Saints Saints Falcons for. Yeah, for, yeah, for, for, for everything but football reasons. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, man, like Eagles, Eagles came out there and Fletcher Cox had a hell of a game. Fletcher Cox got after it, man. Fletcher Cox yeah, is getting he, he after did. it. Um, I, I was very impressed by the Eagles front seven. Um, the secondary held their own, but I do think that you put them up against this Vikings team with better receivers and a better quarterback that's worked with that team since week five, it's not going to be the same as, as as this past weekend. I understand, like, yo, it's Matt Ryan, it's the Falcons, but yeah. the, the, the Falcons team was playing under a lot of adversity. And I think after what transpired on Sunday, and we'll get to that in a few, Vikings yeah. playing with house money. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. The inevitable happened on Saturday night. I mean, that 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 was duh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's cute that I think was the Titans scored first, but real, like, I was quick, like, come real, on, guys. real quick, is that is that Mark snoring? Mark snoring. I hear, I hear, I hear a buzz in the background. Um, it's like a vibrate. At first, I thought it was. <laughs> Don't eat. Are you dumb? Are I'm, you I'm, dumb? I'm, I'm I'm not dumb. That's why I thought about it, and I was like. Ah, uh, well, she doesn't need that. So Mark must be there. We must be sleeping. No, Apparently I was not. sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and I don't snore, for the record, listeners. Thank you. She's a, she's a lady. She doesn't <laughs> snore. <laughs> That's a damn lie, but still. Yeah, I don't know. Might be the freaking collection outside. Nah, That's man. also what I think. Nah, um, yeah, um, I mean, Saturday... Uh, like obviously we saw that coming Pierce I think yeah I I, the, the, the Titans scored first and I was like what but I said they wouldn't cover spread and man <laughs> they yeah Pats took it to them <laughs> yeah the Titans scored that first touchdown and it threw me off because I'm like um can they really do this but then I realized they don't belong in the playoffs um and then yeah, what when I when I when I spoke of last week, if they come out and look bad, they're gonna fire their coach. And what did they do? They fired their head coach. Yeah, that's yep. Right, Malarkey's not there no more. Tough, and tough, didn't tough didn't uh, what's his face get the job? Is it for the Lions? Matt Patricia uh, did get the job for the Lions. That was another yeah, thing because because yeah. because it was looking like he would spurn alliance for the Giants. He's he he wants to go to Detroit. Listen, I'm still I am still. Um, What's the word? Uh, triggered because I saw a picture of Matt Patricia without a beard today, and I'll oh. never get that image out of my head. It's kind of when you see James Harden's picture without a beard. Okay, I'll never so Matt get that Patricia was one of those white guys who were like, "Okay, I'd give a shot." Yeah, he, he with the beard. Yes. With the beard. Okay. Yeah, without um, the beard, no, no, no. Now oh he now he still has the beard, right? He hasn't shaved it. No, he has not. Okay, I see like a a Detroit Free Press, um, um article about Matt Patricia's beard. So it's like high this is the high school pictures? I I don't know. I, I he looked pretty grown in the picture. I'm about to say I'm looking at a high school picture without him with him. Well, he's not that bad. Pause, but <laughs> No, it's okay, I understand Pierce. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Again, it, it wasn't exactly how we expected. Uh, like, there's really not much to discuss on Saturday game because, let's be serious, Sunday's Sunday was a shit show. <laughs> so, Sunday was probably one of my favorite NFL oh, games God. of my life. <sighs> yeah, never shave that shit, dude. See? Told you. He saw it. <laughs> never. Because it's like, it gets progressively worse the lower that it gets. So, like, if he just cuts it down to goatee, it's still kind of ugly. He goes down a little bit further. Please just stop, dude. It just and, and then he goes full shaven. It's just like, dude, I want to slap the fuck out of your face just to see how bad it stings. <laughs> Lord. Um, congratulations, Detroit. Never implement the Yankee rule. Don't ever oh, no. implement the Yankee rule. Um, but yeah, New England uh, easily dispatch to the titans and then that got the steelers to thinking oh well we're gonna play back-to-back rematches starting with the jaguars and then we'll go to new england next week and play the patriots and get the revenge on james harrison not so fast my friends um they ran into a little little buzzsaw i like to call blake bortles <laughs> like somebody on this you know podcast said that he might be troublesome you know I just want to say that every single week that we have done this podcast, Myrna has been right. And every single week that we have done this podcast, I have been horribly wrong. I said that the Rams are the surprise team to come out of the NFC. They didn't show week one. I said the Falcons were the most threatening team left in the NFC last week. They put up 10 points on Nick Foles and Eagles. I Um, said Jags would beat Steelers. You've been pulling for the Jags and Bills all season. Both of them made the playoffs. And now the Jags are in the AFC Championship game. Amazing! Anarchy! Luck. Pure dumb luck. Um, yeah. Um, I think this was Blake Bortles, his his best game this season. I mean, I've watched Blake Bortles, so if he's had had any 300-yard, four-touchdown games, I surely did not watch. I had better shit to do in my spare time. Um... But I would say, like, the way that he was incorporated within that offense where he was an asset, not a liability. He wasn't the focal point. Leonard Fournette's the focal point of that offense. He, what, had 30-some yards, 157, oh, sorry, 30s carries, 157 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. And and he got injured going, I think, into the halftime. Luckily, obviously, he was back after, but I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I was was scared for a second. I saw him limping. I'm like, um, but yeah, I, I thought Bortles, listen, I don't think that they're going to beat the Patriots at all. I, I cannot fathom Blake Bortles and the Jaguars beating the Patriots. But if the Jaguars can play man defense, that's what Tom Brady struggles with the most is when defenses are playing man instead of press. He can tear up press. But when he's faced with really good corners playing man, it's a tough time for him. He's playing up against who I think is the best corner in the game in Sass God, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, or when Calais Campbell's going to be trying to stomp his face in at the line. I think A.J. Bouye got torched by Antonio Brown, but that's an outlier because it's Antonio Brown. He torches everyone. But this is what I'm saying, though, Pierce. I think we have to give Jags a chance because I would argue, although Tom Brady is a better quarterback than Roethlisberger, 
I would argue Ben had bigger targets, like has more impressive people to throw to, to give the ball to than Brady currently. Okay. He has Gronk. I get it. I will not rate yeah, Amendola. Gronk, he can go Gronk, fuck Gronk's off. All, Gronk, Gronk's all I need if I'm Tom Brady. But you think they're <laughs> going to put Jalen on him? Uh, uh, we got we got asked this question the other day on Ball Don't Lie, and I said, I said if you put anybody on him, I would put Miles Jack on him. Uh, for the size matchup, he's a little bit smaller than Gronk, but he can hold his own as a as an outside line or as a linebacker. And then the way he was getting around on the field, chasing around Jesse James and 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 a couple of the the, the wide receivers for the Steelers, he was very impressive in this last game. So I would throw Miles Jack on him. Oh, but 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 just to, just to, to to round out my point, like you know, if the defense can hold their own, Leonard Fournette controls the ball on the ground. Blake Bortles could beat the Patriots. See, he definitely could. He could. Like, he I'm not saying he will, but, no, he, but he could. could. Yeah, that's wonderful to think about. <laughs> the Patriots losing or Blake Bortles winning? Oh, no, Patriots losing. Oh, okay. Especially to the Jaguars at that. <laughs> See, exactly. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, and then the nightcap on Sunday oh. was best three, four hours of football of the year. Um, I, I, for, for someone that didn't have a dog in the fight, my heart was pounding, pounding out of my chest. So I'm sure to see that you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, and, and G, I don't hate the Vikes. Like, the Vikings are not that team for me that it's just like, they invoke disdain. Out of the other three teams in the NFC North, so the, the Packers are the evil empire. For right? sure, for sure. They're the evil empire. The Lions are like your little brother, the pesky little brother that's annoying, that runs their fucking mouth all the time, but they're really bad. The Vikings are like the cousin that... I'm not mad if they succeed every now and then. Like, they're not hot. But if they win, I'm not mad. But if they win the Super Bowl, and then they start talking their shit, I might be a little jealous. That's that's who the Vikings are to me. So, watching that and game, I wanted them to lose badly, but I just, I ended up saying, just like, wow, I can't believe that happened. I have I cannot believe that that happened. And the fact that we have the potential to have, what, the first team ever to be home field for the Super Which Bowl? Which, to me, only matters if Jacksonville's playing. If it's the Patriots, that doesn't matter. Yeah. No, but if it's Jacksonville... <laughs> if it's Jacksonville... If it's, war, Jacksonville right? so... that's, if it's Jacksonville, that's going to be 80% Vikings fans. I guarantee yeah. you. Regardless of how many Jaguars fans show up, that is the biggest event in Minnesota history... Taking place at this brand new beautiful stadium, it's the Vikings, and you know, like yeah, it'll be the first time that a team has truly like teams have hosted like in their in the, like cities or surrounding towns and shit, but never like in your home stadium where they can use their home, you know, locker room and all that stuff. The home fans are behind like nothing like that. Um, that's not the feel good story I give a fuck about because like I you know that doesn't matter to me. We just saw a home team. Below a thirteen nothing halftime lead in the national championship game last week, so you know the feel good stories. You can miss me with that, but and I had some problems with the Vikings towards the end of that game. I thought the clock management on the the drive where Breeze drove down and hit and they hit the field goal to to take the lead. 
I thought it was poor clock management for Mike Zimmer. He got bailed out by Case Keenum, Stephon Diggs, and Marcus Williams. But that's something to watch out for in, in, in Mike Zimmer. Is that play calling going to come back to, to bite him? And also, what is the deal? Maybe you know much more in depth than I do. What is what the was, deal? What is the deal with the defensive player ducking while homeboy was Diggs was guagging it? What the fuck? Like, I saw that still, and I was like, what are you doing, fam? <laughs> now, Why are you ducking? Now, I, I would like to say off the rip that uh, Marcus Williams had a very good season for the Saints. As a rookie, he was overshadowed by Marcus Lattimore, but he had a very good season. Um, this is always hard for me personally because, you know, if you caught my tweets after the game, they were all, what the fuck are you doing, 43? You don't make that yep. kind of play. Like, I, honestly, you hit him, you try to, you, you hold him and you hold him up for a second. Let the rest of your defenders come through. You tackle him to the ground, boom, that's ball game. Maybe he just wasn't thinking. He was just trying to go for the legs, make a flashy play. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. But it looks like um, he's cowering. Like that's that's so fucked up. Like I don't I, I, I don't know what he was doing, but like that's always hard for me because then we we get to the point where we end up getting on this kid way harder than we should. For a yeah. mistake that if a lot of us were in that were were in his shoes on that field, we wouldn't have made that tackle whether we would have went on his legs like Williams did or not. Yeah. So like, you know, like, this kid is, like, cowering in his fucking cubicle at the end of the game crying because he just cost his team a, a chance at a Super Bowl. Like, yes, yes, he did. Like, I, 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 I feel for him. I empathize with him tremendously. That's something that, you, you know, you feel for out of these young kids. Um, I, I, I hope that he's able to take that game and he's able to, you know, put that, put that in perspective of, yes. you know, what this game can do to you as a player and what you got to do to rise up above it. Um, yeah, you so gotta I, be digs apparently. <laughs> yeah, Damn. so 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 I think I, I I've done enough talking about Marcus Williams and and, and and you know what he did wrong. I don't want to talk about what he did wrong anymore. I want to talk about Stefan Diggs and what he did cool. right. Um, you know, I I I think that you know that was exactly what the Vikings were trying to do in that scenario. Case Case Keenum needed to make a throw into the corner. With not much time left on the clock, just get get out of bounds so you get your your field goal, your kicker in position to to, to make the kick, and they and they, yep. and they did that, and it looked like they were gonna get a, a, at least a second back on the on the clock if if Diggs was able to go out of bounds, but he had the wherewithal of knowing where he was on that sideline. He almost stepped out, just almost oh. stepped out, but luckily was able to stay in bounds and make it to the end zone. That was an an incredible throw from Keenum. Yep. That was a great catch by Diggs. It is an all-time moment in sports. I, it, I, I, I still end up saying, like, yo, I, I, I'm at a loss for how that play ends up happening at that moment to end the game. Oh. Yo, did you see the – it was funny. Everybody's like, oh, my God, look at the reactions of the Saints players. The Saints players, look at the reaction of the Vikings players. No, everyone's like, what the fuck? You, you have no clue what just happened. How it happened? Like you're scouring it for like, yo, are you sure there's no flags? You sure we're not being punked? Like, like did this did this really just happen? Honestly, like this has to this this can't be this can't be. But um, you know, uh, Keenum and the Vikings they 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 put together an instant classic in yeah. that game. Almost blew it, 
you know, give credit to Drew Brees and Sean Payton for for, for, for getting the Saints back in it. Uh, I think the Saints were the better team, and they should have won that game. Um, if that's the de facto NFC Championship game, like, let's just say the Eagles don't show up. If that's the de facto NFC Championship game, I'm fine. With, with we're, we had a good run. Playoffs play <laughs> yep. Perfectly fine with that. Um, let's just go ahead and predict Championship Sunday right now. Um, or actually, no, no, no. I want to ask you a question before we get to prediction. Yep. I want to ask you a question because we we debated this hard on on Ball Don't Lie this past Sunday. Um, you can go back to listen to that episode. Just hit up the barbershare dot com, the dot com. You can find it in the podcast section. Um, we, we 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 asked the question: What is Case Keenum? Is he trash? Is he average? Is he good now? What is he? I say average. You think he's average? Why is he average? I think, I think he's average because I find a lot of these um, very good quarterbacks uh, are still very good even when they don't have good people on offense. They will find a way. Tom Brady will find a way. Um, Drew Brees will find a way. Casey Keenum, on the other hand, he has Thielen. People like Thielen. <laughs> His digs. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, he has he has some goodies out there. I he hasn't shown enough. Like again, that that play was great, but you know even a broken clock is right twice a day. Exactly. So I, I honestly I would not call him trash anymore. I really would not because you still got to make that damn play. However, I wouldn't call him great either. I'm good with average. Right, and I guess that was the point I'm trying to say. Like he's not. Bad, and I guess like the 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 whole thinking of him being bad was, you know, our 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 perspective on him last year under Jeff Correct. Fisher, because Jeff Fisher can make any quarterback look like Trent Dilfer, but in seeing him this year with Pat Shermer, who's about to go into in the New York and be the head coach of the Football Giants, he has shown that he can he can play that Alex Smith type of role. There. I don't That's know. A good I don't. I don't, I don't know if I want to call it a game manager. I don't know. I don't know what to call it at this point. But he's perfect for what that's what what they're trying to run. He's perfect for that system. He doesn't do. He doesn't do too much. Yeah. And he has a great rapport with Thielen and Diggs and the receivers that they have right there. Like they would be remiss not to bring him back. Yeah, and next he looks season, like he's having a great time. Just to see if he can recreate magic, and he looks like he's having a, an awesome yeah. time. Yeah, really though, he really is. Also, can I just side note? Speaking of. Um people and systems. Did you fucking see that McAdoo is interviewing for Cleveland? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw that. Like, did that. it get worse in Cleveland? <laughs> I did see that. Um, I'm at work right now. Um, I, I, I won't let you guys two in on my life, but I be working news. I'm seeing Leonard Fournette got into a minor car crash. What? Today. Yeah, I, I, just saw the, I just saw the video scroll down. I mean, thankfully it's not you know, anything serious, but yeah, he got into a minor car crash today. Um, was not injured, according to ESPN. So, thank God, because that's very scary. He says he was rear-ended, his, his Maybach was rear-ended, the bumper was, goes, the bumper was knocked off. Shit. <laughs> Belichick has to resort to, to violence, to vehicular violence, <laughs> to, to win football games now, you know it's too much. Um, was there anything, like, major that happened outside of games this week? Um, 
I'm not I'm not too entirely sure if there's anything like major or noteworthy besides these games. Um did anybody get arrested? Uh, oh wait, somebody did. Hold on. Um was it a giant square or something like that? There was an arrest. It was a for I think a for a DUI. But I mean I guess in the NFL that's kinda Yeah, I mean DUIs happen a lot in the NFL. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's not that massive. Um, it's when you it's when players are smoking weed. That's the that's the big. Oh, issue. that's the real troublesome Ooh. stuff. Ooh. The reefer. Art <laughs> Canada got a pretty lax, um, are pretty lax about recreational medical marijuana. Well, it's about to be legal for sale in what, like two months? So they, they're just gonna tax the shit out of it, right? Well, as per Canadian everything, yes. <laughs> But yeah, like I remember when Delancey came to visit here last time, uh, he was walking down the street. And he's like, "Yo, like, man, they're just walking down the street smoking grief." And I was like, "Yeah, it happens all the time. Cops have better things to do than harass people about smoking weed." Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. Reminds me of LA. I was the same, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like the first time I went to LA was 2014, and like it just it blew my mind how blase fair. LA is about a lot of shit that we would, you know, be up in arms about, you know, like just go stroll down Venice and Santa Monica and, you know, smoke a joint. It's so easy and carefree and no one gives a shit. You know, it's, 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 I love California. Fuck, let me stop talking about California before I start crying because it's one degree outside. Oh, I hear that. Oh, God. Okay. Um... Let's give some predictions for Championship Sunday. Let's start in the AFC, where I believe that we're going to pick the Patriots. But I, but I want to, <laughs> but I want to make the case for Jacksonville because I do think that Jacksonville has the best defense, not only in football, not only left in football, but in football. And they remind me a lot. Uh, and you'll you'll understand this when I when I say it. They remind me a lot of the '06 Bears. That team that made the Super Bowl and lost to to Indianapolis. That's Erlacher times, no? That was Erlacher times, yes. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. that was Erlacher. middling to trash quarterback in Rex Grossman, oh. who nearly, <laughs> very nearly won it so badly to give the game up, any game that he was in. But they were able to control the game with their ground game, Thomas Jones. Um, who's not a Leonard Fournette type of player. Like, I think Thomas Jones is a lot more shifty than Leonard Fournette. It's, dog, we don't talk enough about how good Thomas Jones was as a running back. We, we completely overlook the fact that Thomas Jones has 10,000 rushing yards, that, that he was one of the best backs of his era, but he truly was. And it's a damn shame that after that Super Bowl season, the Bears just up and traded him because he was, he was fantastic. Um, you know, receivers aren't that great. But they have a, a good old line. They have a fantastic defensive line. Their front seven is incredible. And their secondary makes plays and turns the ball over. Um, so they, they remind me a lot of the 06 Bears, and they're fun to watch. You, you, forget, how, fun. you, get, you forget how fun it is to watch Smash Mouth in your face. And I want to hear Jalen talk his shit. Jalen talking about, oh, I don't know why these motherfuckers came in, uh, what is it, came in confident. Well, we beat y'all once. Why y'all confident? I was dying. <laughs> um, Jalen, Tom Brady likes his balls a little bit deflated. Um, does it 
mean anything to you? Is it hard for you to uh, catch balls that are uh, a little bit flat? Does it look like it's hard? And it'll be the snappiest. And I don't, honestly, I would be elated if Jaguars go win the Super Bowl and Jalen would actually come out as gay. Oh my God, I have been saying that same shit. Because he... That that's no pansy right there. That's I love I love how I just went the the yes Jalen come out book. No, because there, because he could be proof. Because let's be serious, in NBA and NFL, the only people that came out as gay weren't not, not sure what was going on. And they're on. out there. Now, Gee, they're, like they're, like there's there's gay athletes in every sport. They're out there. Yeah, but if Magic Jalen is someone you would not fuck with, that's a big boy. That's a hard hitting boy. And he's an amazing player. I think he would break a lot of stigmas if he actually ends up being gay. I don't assume things, but I would take that would be amazing. I'm just saying. yeah, like just imagine Jalen Ramsey, Lombardi Trophy in one hand, he's got the the Super Bowl MVP in another, and he's kind of like yo, I you know, like I'm I'm the best player in the league, and I'm gay, and y'all let a gay y'all let a gay nigga beat y'all for the Super Bowl, you know, I like would, it's really would, gonna. That would, oh my god! <laughs> like I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not here for the, like the you know the social commentary or whatever, but I do think that would be that'd be like pretty cool to see, you know? Like we all, we like I'm not saying we all know. Like I'm not trying to stereotype him or anything like that. Like mm. if he is, he is. If he ain't, he ain't. Like that don't matter to me because he's that damn good of a player on the football pitch. Yeah, he doesn't make it. A, if he is, he does not make it a focal point. He hasn't even. Like, I don't even think he's like even like addressed <laughs> it. Like motherfuckers know that. Even his locker room, even he has to know that, you know, his mannerisms, the way he speaks, like, it comes off across that. So, you know, to, like, not even, like, acknowledge the shit, like, and just continue to go about his, go about his work, like, he's the best in the league, and, like, yo, I respect the shit out of him, like, yo, if if that does happen, you know, good for him. Yep, 100%, I'm with you, yeah, (laughs) and it's funny, we both thought that, we're just like, yo, if he can, oh, man. Um... But yeah, man, I um yeah, as much as I would love to see Jacksonville win this, as much as that I would love to see Blake Bortles call himself <laughs> a Super Bowl champion, I I got I got to stick with the team that I rode with in the beginning. I said the Patriots are going to go in, they were going to get number 6 at the start of the season, and uh, I'm not backing off from that. Um no matter how suspect this defense is, I got to go Pats. So, um give me the Patriots. To go I back to the Super Bowl. Here's my thing. I don't. I don't want to be that guy, but I'm gonna be that guy. Who right now runs shit on the Jaguars that perhaps has given the Patriots issues, you know, twice in a Super Bowl. Oh, that's We're right. We're talking that. That's right. Tom if Coughlin. there's anybody who seems to be a bad luck charm for the Patriots, it's Coughlin. If Coughlin got something to do with this, I want to be the weirdo that goes. I hope. I think Jaguars are gonna win. I mean, Boston is only like 90 minutes away from New York. You think Tom, you think Coughlin's got a ticket sitting uh, in Foxborough Stadium with Eli Manning's name on it just to come to the game, just yeah, to be Coughlin there. Yeah, Coughlin will be there. Coughlin will be there. No, it's about Eli. I'm saying, is Coughlin going to leave Eli a ticket? Like, hey, you know, I got this game in, in Foxborough <laughs> against the Patriots. You remember them, right? That'd be cool if you come out, just you know, make an appearance, stay on the sidelines, you know, have a presence, bring your mojo <laughs> to the game. Just like when Favre shows up to any game that Aaron Rodgers has, and Aaron Rodgers loses. <laughs> right. 
dog. Oh, <laughs> shout out to Brett Favre. <laughs> shout out to Brett Favre for getting your jersey retired on the day the Bears finally beat the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in in Lambeau on Thanksgiving. I knew you knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> Listen, man, like that was the, that's like that's the last Thanksgiving that I I had with my mom. Like I, that's that's a memorable last Thanksgiving when, <laughs> when you're watching the Bears with the Packers with your mom, dude. I was going back through a Facebook and like laughing at all of the like the Bears statuses she would make. It was one after fuck. I think they were playing the Eagles on Monday Night Football, um, not this past the year before last, and I made a status like, "Yo, it's fucked up when <laughs> it's fucked up when your mama on Facebook cursing out the Bears." That's the kind of family we were. <laughs> um, but yeah, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta go with the Patriots to win this one. You oh, so you're picking them? Yeah. All right, I'm taking Jags. Sticking with the Jags. Talking curse. Something's gotta end. I have to get one right. Mirna has to get one wrong. I so, hope this is some, the... something has to end. <laughs> um, and then over in the NFC, we got the Eagles and we got the Vikings. So um, both of our both of our division people. That's the funny part. Yeah, yeah. Except I hate mine, viciously hate mine. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't want to see the Vikings win. I don't I don't want to see them get a ring and then, you know say they have a ring, you know, sooner than the Bears in the last thirty some years. I don't want that, but I, I I got more faith in the Vikings winning than I do Nick Foles. And yeah, I said that last week to fight with the Falcons, but you know. I gotta I got keep at it. Falcons, Falcons had a pretty decent defense. It's not the Vikings. Vikings are going. I, Vikings are going to get after Nick Foles and eat yeah. Nick Foles up, and it's going to have to be on Lane Johnson to keep their keep the quarterback upright. It's going to have to be on that line. If the line can't hold him up, you know Vikings are going to win this. I'm taking Vikings. Um, not even for the fact that I hate the Eagles and I don't want them ever having nice things. Um, I think actually Vikes just are a better squad from the showing in the last game. I agree with you with the whole time management. They really, they can't be messing like that around, but I think they are just a better team right now. Right, so we're both going Patriots and Vikings in the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, we're not. Oh yeah, you got Jacksonville. You're going Jackson. You're going, you're just going against the grade. Jackson, listen, Jacksonville versus Minnesota. It's going to be the least money I think Mirna's microphone cut off, you guys. Wonderful, wonderful um, way to end the show there. Um, but thankfully, we got predictions in at least uh, before the before everything crapped out on us. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, at Henny Omega. You can follow Mirna at the Bosnian Nose Zero. Jordan's not here, but you can follow him at Mr. Underscore Sticks. Um, we're going to check back in with you for another exciting edition of the Fairly Off Football family. And when we do, we will know who will be heading to Minnesota in Super Bowl 52. Almost forgot which one we're on. Oh, you're back. About time. Sorry, I have no idea what happened. I'm here looking at it. It's like connecting, connecting, connecting. And I'm like, okay. 
Oh shit! I just I just close out the show. Okay. Good night. No, 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 no. I mean, like, now you get the opportunity to close out the show. I I I, I did it once, and I show turn. What are we talking about? What are we closing it off with? I don't know. Uh, do you got any shout outs? Do you got any fuck offs that you want to give? Do you want to just say bye? <laughs> no, I don't want to just say bye. Um, I would like to give a shout out um, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, it's my last push for you guys, and I wish you the best of luck because, you know, the last thing I need is my boyfriend, who's a Patriots fan, to keep fucking talking. She believes so in you. I really believe in you. This isn't even solely hate on the Patriots, although there's a lot of hate for the Patriots, but it's a genuine belief that that defense is one of the best defenses Tom Brady has faced, and he is 40-year-old Tom Brady now. He's no longer the younger Brady, so I'm really hoping Calais Campbell puts a foot on his head. (laughs) (laughs) So Calais, Calais, remember what you did to Tyrod, fam. Just (laughs) repeat. Poor Tyrod. Oh, um, I don't. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. You can follow Jordan on Twitter too. Um, yeah, dude. The last time that we, next time we talk, we will know who's playing in the Super Bowl. How awesome is that? And she's right back out. Look at that. I'm just gonna sign out. It's Pierce. It's the Fairly Off Football Family. I'll see you. <laughs>